0: This is Frank
1: Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is... um, I said that a bit like Jeff Stelling. uh, That southern emphasis on... uh, so, Sky Soccer Gillette, whatever it is. It's an anagram of what it's called. But there's a Razor, a, a TV company, and a sport in it. Yeah. <laughs> no um, Razor Roddick, though, I noticed. No, not Razor Roddick, not anymore. And, um, yeah, so he does those sort of big emphasis. So, so this is um, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with. Uh, Emily Dean and Pianna <laughs> anyway you can uh, text the show on 1215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio email the show via Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk only their second win of the season <laughs> <laughs> Gillette Soccer Saturday is what it's called uh. it's the best a, a man can get apparently imagine yeah. the meeting for Gillette Soccer Saturday when they've said look people don't like the word Soccer—it's an American word, but I love alliteration. Let's just go for yeah. it. <laughs> Gillette Football Saturday is not as good as no. Soccer Saturday. <laughs> okay. Do you think it is the best a man can get hit um, in
2: in life in shaving
1: terms? <laughs> well, it I just don't seems know. quite
2: a big boast. I you know? like the old
1: tea bar You know the old tea bar Have you ever use one of those, Pierre? Only a, only a few times in my life. He's but never yet. shaved. <laughs> no. I'm anti-comedians with beards. Yeah. They're all growing beards now. It's sta- at, on the, at, at the younger end
0: of the scale, it's starting to go now. Is it? Yeah. Good,
1: good. I was brought up to believe that with a comedian, you want to see their face as part of your... T- one of your y- really? Your, he yeah, told you
0: that?
2: P- part of your
1: equipment, you know. <laughs> yeah. Your facial expression. I'll cover it behind a big, horrible beard.
0: Do you think if I could shave my beard off, I would sort of boost my comedy powers? I think
1: you'd go through the ceiling comedy-wise if (laughs) you'd shave that off. (laughs) But, you know, some people put personal appearance above ambition. (laughs) It's true. Vanity. Extraordinary starts, this (laughs) day. One thing we were talking about, I was was, uh, talking about... Something But you hate it, and um, <laughs> yeah. was I? Uh, and uh, Pierre does a thing I've noticed is if I say to Pierre something like, um, if I named the seven actors who played the Magnificent Seven, I would see Pierre slightly hunch and I'd know he was Googling it. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, apparently, I think it was um, Angelo Dundee. The, uh, the trainer of um, Cassius Clay and then Muhammad Ali who uh, said he was a real... Um he was a real ob-himself kid. He said, if you told him it was raining, he used to go and look out the window. <laughs> 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 and that, that's what I am confronted with every Saturday morning. <laughs> I have to say, it's got me on my toes. I mean, I didn't lie much, but now I've had to completely eradicate it. <laughs> yeah. I think
2: he's just, he likes facts. He's like Thomas Gradgrind, well, you should respect. Who yeah. is that? He's from Hard Times, I believe. Oh, yes. I think his name is Thomas Gradgrind. Well, he says Greg something grind. like, "What I want, of course, he's grad grind. They're all grad yeah. What I want is facts. He lectures oh. the children about facts. If I'm incorrect, do feel free to well, correct me. But Pierre's already done it. He's been <laughs> on Google, and
0: this news just in. Well, here's here's the thing you should really be afraid of is if you tell me something or if you say something and I don't immediate or, 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 or don't look it up or that that means that I am less interested in that thing you've said. <laughs> I, I say. say. The looking up is a sort of uh, indirectly quite a compliment because I'm going, oh, really? I've I need more, I need well, more I of I think
1: kind of you've written me off as an old liar. Well, <laughs> I'm in the same camp
2: because I've noticed when I've given Pierre a lift occasionally, if yeah. I tell him something, something about my personal life even, I hear the little tap, 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 mm-hmm. tap. Google that. I hear the tap, tap on the phone. He's having a Google. I mean... I quite like it. What
1: happened? Yeah. This is why there's no religion left <laughs> in the country. <laughs> I can't believe Search anything. Engines. it can't be true if it's not verified by Wikipedia. He's
2: just passionate about facts.
1: Yeah. You know what happened to me with Wikipedia when I upset Steps Fay Tozer <laughs> by asking her about being a trampolining champion? She said, I'm sick of hearing about that. It's not true. <laughs> Well, I mean, of all the the scandals that could be spread about you, (laughs) it's not the worst, is it? By the way, you'll be glad to know that Pierre uh, Googled the uh, <laughs> Faye Toes thing, looked yeah. on Wikipedia. It's not on there anymore, apparently, the trampoline.
0: No, there's a. size people. There's no, there's no trampoline championship references. There is a slightly insulting summary of, of steps. It's under that career that? music, it says, Steps are a pop group, da da da. da. Their name is based on a gimmick. <laughs> it says not a concept,
1: yeah. a gimmick. You see, I've never, ever, ever looked at my Wikipedia page, and maybe Faye's in the same. Uh, yeah. Well, they've the updated
2: it. I I have. Oh yeah. Full disclosure, because I needed to remind myself when your birthday was. Yeah, it's it's handy for that. But. Mm. Um, I noticed the Soon M-
1: I'll be using it for that
2: <laughs> The MBE's been added I think I've Has signed they? this up before yeah. nice.
0: Wonderful news By a user at charlie3 <laughs> Who could okay. that be?
1: That might no. be my coke dealer <laughs>
2: So um Ruth Jordan that's a joke it's by the way <laughs> oh listening, we God. do not approve we do
1: not approve of class A drugs or indeed any of the uh, classes the alphabet drugs no. <laughs> do
2: call me alphabet
1: oh, do you get I'm B class and C class yeah. you do yeah no
2: I don't no days. but I mean do,
1: is that, do they call them that Yes. Like so if you do. had, if you had a Z class, would that be Lemsip?
2: Luke <laughs> <Lizzie> Z. <Yes. Dappert.
1: laughs> yeah. um, Ruth Jordan yes. has been in touch. Where would we be without Ruth Jordan? At C. All at sea. All at sea. A name all constructed from Old Testament references. <laughs> <laughs> Worst time
2: all at sea has ever been used in reference to you in a uh, maths report I got.
1: Oh, really? Once, oh.
2: which said simply in beautiful calligraphy may I say I still have it from Miss Carruthers my maths teacher Emily is all at sea in this subject and does little to help herself
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you God know dear. what I didn't like there was a big full stop was it um, O-level oh. navigation <laughs> <laughs> what about my uh, report card it says spends far <laughs> too much time playing to the gallery <laughs> oh. and I think that's a fault of mine now like, if I do like a big gig, I tend to forget there's people sitting up top and never... You yeah. know, they say, don't remember to look up. Mm.
2: No. Oh. Anyway, back to Ruth. Has there been an occasion yet where Pierre has Googled a frank fact, as I like to call them, and found it to be incorrect? Did Frank accept the correction or argue his case? Well how if- much of a git was Frank about the whole thing? And then she's put, I love you, Frank, and a lovely kissy face emoji.
1: Okay, well yeah. that's nice. I um there has been but I think on but I think there's been a couple of occasions and I think both times I said I think they were I, I rarely put my foot down on a fact if I have got any vagaries about it. Yeah. I can't remember any big corrections or, or... No, that's very sweet of you to say that. <laughs> but sometimes I will take out a blunt instrument of fact and um, Pierre will sharpen it for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's basically how it works. Pierre was talking about, by the way, I mean, there's lots of stuff about what we were talking about, but I don't like you guys to miss out. No. Pierre was talking about a friend of his.
0: Yeah, we, we got onto this through one of the, one of the many reasons I hate the archers. Oh, yes. There's all Isn't that radio sort of situational <laughs> noises they make. Yes. They sort of... <gasps> oh, All this sort of stuff.
1: Isn't it odd? Because it's one of the... I hate The Archers even more now because it's regularly <laughs> above me in the podcast charts. Yes. Um, but um, I, I... Yes, I never, ever got on into The Archers no. to the point where I used to regard... If I was driving and had Radio 4 on, um, I would... Um, I would regard the theme tune as a sort of early warning system. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you are driving along and you think, Yuck. someone's talking about finance, you think, oh, it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, verbiage in the background. Da, 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 da. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I hate the way it comes in with a slight fade in and fade out. Yes. Like you'll suddenly hear a voice going... I think those trees are going to need pruning.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just think, why do I want this in my life? But it's intensely popular. Just you doing yeah. that now, people will be saying, actually, I think I might listen to the artist <laughs> instead of it. People absolutely love it. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, Pierre was just about to uh, slag off a close friend. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Ooh, gather out um, the fireside, everyone. Yes. <laughs>
0: Come, sit at my feet. <laughs> um, yes. So, re- regarding my hatred of little noises, I have I have misophonia where I have a sort of irrational anger response to little, little particular sounds. Okay.
1: Imagine I,
2: being like that. You
1: know. <laughs> I'm like that. I work with a man whose wife used to wear uh, industrial ear protectors at mealtimes because she couldn't stand mm. the, the sound that he made when he ate. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's it's little noises that bother me. I don't mind cranes, trucks. I bring them on.
1: I said to him, how, "How long has that been going on?" He said, oh, three three or four years." I said, "Has she in any way accessorised them, like with stickers?" <laughs> I just had this idea that she'd made them a bit more personal. All the She hadn't. Apparently, she mm-hmm. kept them cold and industrial.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Well, so I, I have always I've always had this my whole life. Um... And I, he's a friend of mine who I often, I game with. Okay. I do some gaming with him. Do you what, wear like, the, the cockfighting, little... that kind of thing? Yeah, yes how <laughs> no, South yeah. this, wear... this, <laughs> this is how South Africans yeah. game. I like to game, yeah, bear baiting and things. Yeah. Like Get the of, dogs. Like an Elizabethan. Uh...
1: Get the dogs, Gunta. Ganta. <laughs>
0: <Come talk>. Ganta. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: I'll be about seven hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can imagine him coming yeah. out for be, his dog.
0: Be, be back at dawn. <laughs> um, Do you wear so the little
2: microphone? I shit?
0: don't. He does. This is the thing. Oh. Okay. So he's got a little. So the sort of pilot's microphone, helicopter pilot. You know. Yes. Very close to his mouth, and as a result, I get a sort of Archer's style mouth experience.
1: Well, can I say, before you say this, I just want to um, feel free to Google this, Pierre, but people (laughs) often call that, um, people of a certain age at least, a Madonna microphone, because she's seen as the first person to use it on stage. Not so... Uh, Kate Bush was using it before oh. Madonna, so really we should call it a Kate Bush And microphone. as
2: Frank has uh, pointed out in the past, people of a certain age call it a Madonna microphone and younger people, Frank, call it... <laughs> a
0: microphone. <laughs> 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 a
1: Bush microphone sounds like a yeah. South African... Yeah, that would or be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um, couldn't really hear him, but it was only a bush microphone. a <laughs> newspaper when
2: you yes. Bush microphone.
0: me um, the bush
1: microphone. So
2: yeah. on, what sort of noises does your friend make?
0: Well, he'll sort of... Um, he does very performative sighing or... or or sort of intakes of breath when the game is particularly challenging. <gasps> <sighs> oh. Mm. of. Oh. So it really is like a sort of Foley studio of emotions. Yeah. I can't bear him. I'll tell you what
1: I don't like. When... when <laughs> I don't like when... <laughs> <laughs> me, I hate him as well. <laughs> um, I am the noise meister. I... Um, I hate it when dogs go... Oh, oh no! Don't no. do that! <laughs> don't do that! Finish that sweet and get out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. But here, one of my one of my ones, which really, and I don't think I have missed i I'm, I'm I can sit with um, but and playing, uh, my son playing like massive electric guitar loud, mm. and I'm fine. The one that gets me is when you hear a track of people playing acoustic guitar, and you uh-huh. get that. T- as the fingers slide up and down the oh, strings, you I know can't that bear bit. Cut that C- out! You could cut that out in post. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Don't oh, leave God, that. I,
2: in. I tell you what I don't like is the internal sigh, um, and I'm guilty of it myself. Where well, it feels overly expressive for a sigh, it's yeah. not a genuine. Oh, it's like a.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. that's a deliberate sigh that. That's a theatrical sigh. Yeah, <laughs> you want to turn to the person and say, "What is it?" Exactly. <laughs> no one has <laughs> has ever released a sigh like that. Subconscious. It's always, you know, what I'm going to do now, don't you? My yeah. sigh. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Don't forget this morning's texting. Who would you most like to see on a pears dispenser? <laughs> so I um, I went on a walking holiday last uh-huh. week. Oh, me and uh, Kath, we love a walking holiday. My partner. So we um, what we did is we just got the train to Reading and then walked back to London from there. Mm-hmm. And um, not in a day, three days. And um, we, uh, what you do, there's a system by which you go off on your walk that morning with your little backpack, pack lunch, you mm-hmm. know, a bottle of water, map even. Oh. And, um, and then someone comes, a driver man, and um, or lady, and takes, uh, takes your bag to the next... To your next uh, destination. Ah, so you
0: still have your luggage.
1: Yeah, so you don't have to carry all the heavy stuff. Yeah. I know it's a bit of a cheat, but it's it's a nice one. Mm-hmm. It's based on the old sort of native bearer theory of, uh, you know, the sort of upside down lion <laughs> on a stick. Yeah, it's yeah, that kind yes. of uh, <laughs> It's that kind of process, but it makes it a, an easier thing. But we're doing 20 miles a day, you know. I'm an order man, Commander. <laughs> <laughs> so any road up, we were staying at the De Vere in Old Windsor. Mm. Okay. We don't normally do a hotel. We fancy, we uh, favour a B&B. <laughs> but anyway, we ended up at the De Vere, big hotel, and um, I went down for breakfast, and this woman said, oh, my God, Alan Carr. And I said, no, nah. she said, I said, I'm not, I'm honestly not. She said, you are. I said, I'm honestly. She said, well, she said, you sound exactly like him. Now, I'm going allow a bit of, you know, a bit of wiggle room in a lookalike, but I do not sound exactly like Alan Carr. I mean, I had gone down and said, whoa. No, I hadn't done that. I hadn't done that. But um, she was very insistent uh, this week. Really? And um, Kath.
2: I hope Alan's listened to your impression of it.
1: I think you'll be all right. Yeah. I hope you'll love him. So, um, um, I, uh, this probably happens God. to him all the time and people think he's... No, I doubt it. So, she was very convinced and I said to Catherine, we, we should tell her. And yeah. I said, no, let her believe <laughs> I'm Alan Carr because in 2023, Alan Carr is a much more exciting encounter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, well, I'm, I'm going to tell her. So she said, um, she said to the woman, uh, he's not Alan Carr. <laughs> and the woman you could see was thinking, oh, I know he is, for sure. <gasps> yeah, you're trying to hide your and fame. She, and she said, he's, um, he's Frank Skinner. And I kidding. saw the woman, they, they were speaking of extraneous noises, the woman <laughs> went, oh... I could see I could feel I could feel feel the ladle going a little deeper into a memory oh, goulash the pause, Frank, the pause is cruel, but I think she might have found me down there at the bottom of the cauldron, they mm. always do, yeah, and she went, Oh, yeah, can I have a photo and um <coughs> It's too late for that. I said, uh, (laughs) I said, whoa, no, no, I didn't. (laughs) I said, um, stop it. (laughs) I said, um, okay, but I've just got to go and do something in the room and then on the way out, we'll come and see her for a photo. And she said, oh, you won't come back. I said, no, honestly, I will come back. So I'll tell you after this what happened when we went back. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So I went. I, if you remember, I'm at the De Vere in Old Windsor. Mm. <laughs> um, Sound like an old colonel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll be that character from The Archers. I'll be staying at the De Vere. It's
1: the biggest hotel I've ever been in. The dining oh. room. I thought they'd done that thing that they do in places sometimes of having. But De Vere
2: is a chain. We should say. I yeah. believe.
1: Well, this place. It. I thought they had a mirror. A mirrored wall to make it look massive. Yeah, the dining room. But no, it was massive. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Anyway, Forgotten. so uh, not that we got into the dining room because uh, we had the dog with us, so we had to eat um, just outside the dining room. No dogs are Where were you
2: sat? Oh. What did you have in to the sit? was like a
1: bar nearby, so we had breakfast in there. Oh, in the doghouse. house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I went. Uh, I went back. To, uh, to do the photo because, you know, man of the people. Yeah. So, um, when I went back, I met this guy. He came over and said hello and I thought, God, I know you. And he used to go to my church. Oh, right. He's called uh, Brendan and he was there with um, the Catholic Voices Convention. <laughs> um, right. Uh, yeah, Voices Let's get that spelling right. Yes. Not vices. And um, so there was a few hundred um, Catholics packed in to the place. Hmm. It used to be a Catholic boarding school, this hotel. I don't know if that's what drew them in. Well, they I know that's what it. drew you in. Yeah. Well, they said, go and have a look at the chapel. And I went and had a look at the chapel, and it's like tables and chairs in there and stuff. It's like for weddings. Um. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So I went to do my photo and um, had a chat with Brendan and then I went over to the lady you mm-hmm. thought, and she said, uh, oh hello again, she said, thanks for coming back, she said, oh I heard about your dog, I said, what about my dog, she said, uh, it pooed in the corridor, I said, it absolutely didn't, I said, we've been with it all, she said, oh no, no. Everyone saying it did. I said everyone and then Brendan said, Yeah, yeah, some of the Catholic voices uh, people were saying your dog had poo. I said, What? Gone through Catholic voices? First <laughs> <laughs> um, Alan Carn, now this. <laughs> exactly. How many voices am I expected to speak in? So I said, My dog has not I've been with with her all the time. It absolutely. it just um it didn't happen. And this woman was saying, oh, yeah, it did, it did, you're dogged in. So um, we went to reception and I said, um, <laughs> look.
2: I don't like where this is going, Pierre. I no, said I see to see here. I said, <laughs> look here.
1: I said, look, there's a story going around the hotel. <laughs> You should have stayed Alan Carr. (laughs) Yes. I said to Kath, I said said if you'd have kept your mouth shut, it would have been Alan Carr's dog. Yeah. The story would only have unraveled when the woman said, yes,
0: Alan Carr was here with his wife.
1: Yeah. That would would have have been a shocker. I think that that would have overdone the pooing element. (laughs) He was here with his what? (laughs) and the dog pooed never mind that what was he here with <laughs> anyway I'll get back to the reception in a second this is Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner. this is Absolute Radio this is Frank Skinner coincidentally on uh, on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli you can text the show on 1215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio email the show Via Frank at Absolute Radio. Co. Uk's fourth goal in seven games. Okay,
2: so we've left you, Jeff
1: Sterling. we left you,
2: Stelling, uh, <laughs> we left you Frank. Vapor.
1: Oh, sorry. Yes,
2: in the hotel. Let me set the scene yeah. here.
1: You've you've
0: already been accused of being Alan Carr.
1: Yes. and then. I, I was all right with that, but this, my dog's integrity has been called into question. Mm. Can I say that when we took the dog in the hotel, the dog sleeps in the room and all that stuff in a De Villa basket with a De Villa bowl. Ooh. So they're welcoming to dogs, as long as you don't take them in the uh, restaurant. Yeah. But when we walk with it, obviously, we don't just let it, let it out of the room and say, go and have a run. Oh I do. We have it on uh, on a lead and everything you yeah. know. And the dog when the dog does uh, need to I'm going to say poo. It does tend to break its stride. You know <laughs> you would you would notice.
0: Yes, you you wouldn't um let that slip by
1: unnoticed. Ava. No, yeah. You'd feel that. you feel the pressure on the lead. Dog, if only Poppy
2: doesn't strike me as a stealth comfort break no, taker. No, no, no. So
1: what happened? You said, "How dare you?" Essentially. No, no. So I, I, I wasn't even sure if he, if it had reached him. Yeah, It's a big hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I say it had gone through. Uh, Cathay's voices. voice. <laughs> like a forest fire. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I said to him, the "Receptionist, I said, this is. This is the reception." So I thought, I'll, I'll play this cagey. So I said, um, my, uh, th- I heard that a dog... Ah, uh, see? that's good. This is I Columbia. heard that a dog has pooed in the corridor. Mm. And he said, yes, it was yours, wasn't he?' He said, uh, I had my photo taken with it to send to my girlfriend. <gasps> And I thought this, just this gets worse and worse. This is a level of celebrity which I, one of the few that's remained unexplored, selfies with the poo of a celebrity's dog. <laughs> it's come to this. Oh. Um, and I, Kat said, "Let me see that photo." Yeah. So he showed us the photo, and Kat said, aha, well, it was it, it's yellow today. I thought, oh, no, I can't, I can't live with this. Oh, no. She said, uh, yeah, we, she's on her travel food, so it's yellow today. That's not her poo. And he said, well, everyone said it was um, the dogs. I'm sorry to talk about poo so much at the morning, but how, how do I get around this? And... Um, Kath then said, I demand to see the CCTV. I said... (laughs) He started taking it completely seriously, saying, well, it's very difficult for me to to access... I said, he's not we not going to get the C, no-one's being killed. CSI. Yeah, we're not going to get the C.C. Like what are you talking about? police custody. But this
0: is like an anxiety dream, where yeah. people just keep insisting something to your face that isn't true. You yeah. say, well, if you're not, Alan Carr, I'll think of something else. <laughs> exactly. So now, hang on,
2: Alan Carr's wife has asked to see the CCTV, <laughs> yeah, according exactly. to the Catholic
0: voices. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um... So, You're being gaslit by an entire establishment. <laughs> this is outrageous. So anyway, we, we he was quite a nice guy. He, I mean, he didn't mean any—you you, know—he'd just been told it was it was my dog's poo, and so he'd. Uh, I he know. Was, he was but an yeah. opportunist, no more than that. <laughs>
2: So, if you will, Peter Crouch over a dog's comfort
1: break. I to know. Take a photo. I know, it was a very strange idea. But anyway... Um, we've, we've all run out of things to talk about sometimes. Yeah, but to there's no need girlfriends. To...
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's no need to take a photograph of a of dog mess.
1: So, um, anyway, we left. Kath was really irate. You know what cats like. She got really irate about it. No, Alan was...
2: told me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was one
1: of these faces with a, a really long drive that was about a, oh. a mile, so we oh. had to walk down that. Carry your own bags, I imagine. Well, this was what happened, because when we got <laughs> to the end of the drive, Cad said, I've still got the suitcase. Oh. So obviously we're supposed to leave the suitcase. Oh. So suddenly we're taking the suitcase on a 20-mile was <laughs> it's, it's on wheels. You know I disapprove yes. of that. Yeah. yeah. So we had to take that back. Oh. And... Um, <laughs> I had to phone up David Baddiel and say, do you mind if a driver drops a suitcase off at your house today? I think he thought I'd started killing for pleasure.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but it was, it, it's complicated. But anyway, Dave agreed, and so um, he oh. accepted my suitcase later in the day. There's more to this, oh my God. but uh, maybe we'll have a break <laughs> or we all just open a window
0: Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
2: So, we've got, um, people have been in touch. Good. Firstly, just a a quick quessy for you from Donna Tibby. Yeah. Do you prefer to be called Francis, Frankie, or Frank?
1: No, I think, I think Frank (laughs) is, I think the only person who's called me Frankie was... The man who worked in the Versace shop in <gasps> Milan. Really? Uh, I, he was. Well, he, he, I'm going to yeah. need
2: a little more than that. Yeah. Well,
1: I went in there with. A, I was filming for a sort of holiday show, oh, and happening? I went in there to try on some leather donkeries. And um, has this been generated by AI? This connector? <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> what? 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 Has this been generated by Zoolander? This anecdote. Yeah. What the?
1: Hell it so we get because I must have told you this story before. We went, we left. He was very sort of nice man. Um, oh, Frankie, <laughs> welcome to my show? Oh, Frankie, <laughs> you Frankie, you look fantastic. He was like this, <laughs> and then uh, and then I went out into the street, and yeah. suddenly there was gunfire. I must have told you this story. No. There was gunfire, and guys drove past in a car literally hanging out the window firing guns God, and it hit the masonry above us and stuff fell down so this policeman started waving his arms and shouting but obviously I didn't know what he was saying but everyone started running and uh, I used to tell I don't know if I can still tell this story one thing that stuck in my mind at the time was we ran and there was this woman running ahead of me Attractive woman, like short skirt and all that, and I remember thinking, oh, "She's all right." And that was in the very face of death, <laughs> oh, the very jaws that of death. That's a depressing final thought. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we we went, we all went into like a side alley, yeah. And then um, the police all went round, right, so we could hear gunfire in the distance. And suddenly, a voice from a window went, "Frankie, Frankie, are you okay?" From a, from the start. <laughs> <laughs> sprinting away in your leather dungarees. Oh, man. No, I hadn't got those on, there. I'd left them in this the This is shop. like a I cross, I... b- cross between The Godfather Ooh. and a carry-on film. Well... Yeah, well, there's more. I mean, what happened, that was basically the bit that involved me, but the camera crew filmed the police <sighs> arresting these guys. Oh, and, they got them? Yeah. Uh, and one thing they did is they had one guy in the gutter and they had their boot on his throat. Mm. And they um, filmed that and then they took the film to a a a news station in Milan and um, when we got back to the hotel there was about ten police there and they is the word compounded when they take um What's the uh, Impound. impounded? Impounded, yeah. impounded. They impounded. Were
2: you, can I just check something? Were you still wearing the leather dongle? No, no. I, I never bought them. <laughs>
1: okay. and was, the idea was I just tried them on. Right. I
2: can't. Can I say I kind of wish you had? Yeah.
1: They were qu- really loose as well. Like I could fish in them. Yeah. Oh yes. Raiders. Um, so yeah. So the police came and took a, the whole day's shoot away, and they had to go and see a judge at like two in the morning, and he had to decide um, what. We could keep and what how we much. couldn't. So they took all that type, the, shoot, the shooting stuff. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, I don't know how that story came out, but it was it a...
2: literally came from. Do you prefer to be called Frank or oh, Frank yeah. King. <laughs> <laughs> And Now suddenly we find ourselves in a shootout wearing leather dungarees. <laughs> Frank Skinner, everyone.
1: Who'd have thought? Great oak trees <laughs> from little icons grow. <laughs> that's that's what the guy in the shop told me. <laughs> I said they're quite baggy in this room. <laughs> God's sake. Frank
0: Skinner on Absolute
2: Radio. Frank, we've heard from Josh Jeffrey. Josh
1: Jeffrey? Is no. The hanging judge. Who? Hey.
2: And um, there's nothing judicial in this, it's Josh okay. Jeffrey. Okay. You recently spoke about tribute acts. I
1: believe we did a couple of weeks ago. Well, I went to the bootleg Beatles, mm-hmm. who were uh, yeah. immense. They're on tour. In I'd, Amsterdam, I, you I, saw I, them. In Amsterdam, but they're coming. They're on a British tour now. I'd recommend. It's a great night. Josh continues, I noticed an act playing in
2: Glasgow called Simply Rod, and I'm confused. Mm, which one? Is this a Rod Stewart tribute, or a bloke called Rod pretending to be Mick Hucknall? Yeah. Surely... The golden rule of a tribute act name is that we immediately know who it is. That's from Josh Jeffrey, your witness, Frank Skinner.
1: Hmm. I'd guess it was a Rod Stewart. But what if, what if it's an amalgam? Hmm? What if it's the Black Rod? I saw many, many years before the whole tribute, I doubt it. <laughs> well,
2: that could be quite a good I know tribute how the gig,
1: I know how the gig would start. <laughs>
2: wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and everyone would go, whoo! <laughs>
1: He's doing it. Yeah, live. No, it
2: wouldn't start that way. He'd have to save that to the end. That's his big You've op- got
1: to open with it, though. No, it's a bit like, let's get ready to rumble. You can't <laughs> put it at the end. <laughs> that, that is Black Rod's, re- let's get ready to rumble. Oh, that's is that Black knock? Rod's act. <laughs> that's the act in its entirety. Yeah. I'd like to think that there'd be an anticipation, because you'd hear the rustle of robes <laughs> before that happened. Perhaps the stick being dragged along yeah. cobbles. Yes. Yeah. I know many, many years ago, when I was literally about fifteen, I went to a pub with my older brother, Terry, and there was a guy who did um, Johnny Cash. Um, well, I thought, mm, yeah. and then halfway through the act, there was a, a break, and and then when he came back on, he did Roy Orbison. I, you could not get too much, con- too more contrasting voices. Mm. And um, he was, as I recall it, at least, I was brilliant at both. Oh. He's hidden, hidden away in Smethwick. What an odd amalgam. Yeah. Is it?
0: This is quite like a, one of the sort of almost <coughs> only <coughs> only connect or sort of pub <coughs> quiz things. We're trying to figure out the name of a tribute band that could be two bands at once.
1: Only but. the Lonely Connect. <laughs> only the Lonely Connect. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we come Simply on. Uh, Rod. Well they gave him his orders at Monro So the, and later on Yes <laughs> It's uh, really amazing. Yes. Well um of course, I've, um, you, as you may know, my favourite ever tribute name that I saw was Shania Twin, <laughs> oh. which <laughs> I thought really—I yeah. wanted to do um, Proxy Music and did like a Roxy So I used to good. love That's Roxy. Great, um, but I couldn't. I couldn't. So, get what would the, you go? Simply Rod?
2: Would you instantly go? I'd. would go Stewart. It's going to have to be Stewart. But the simply—I agree with you, Josh. It does add an extra layer of confusion. Mm. Yeah. He might, he
1: might be doing a Johnny Cash Roy Orbison and uh, here's an I idea
2: shall. for you boys a little nice little thing project you can be getting along with hmm? what do you think they should have Here, they should call the Rod Stewart Tribute Act Ooh. I'm sure you two can put your little heads together I'll leave you gentlemen to it <laughs> <work. laughs> <laughs> i have to go out and visit the bathroom <laughs>
1: um, it can be called For His Own Back <laughs>
2: We're talking. We've been talking, uh, amongst other things, about the Rod Stewart. We th- believe it's a Rod Stewart tribute band called Simply Rod. Yeah. And there are some other suggestions flying around. Seven Four Zero suggests Odd Stewart. That's actually Ian That's Angle, good. one of our regulars. That's, That's good. good. Do you like Odd Stewart? Yeah. Okay.
1: Lee suggests Cod Stewart. Also clever. Clever. it's a cod one. Yeah.
2: Clever but slightly distracting
1: for a lot of reasons. Jane Robinson People might think it's a chip shop. <laughs> that and other things. Like Mr. Cod, remember that?
2: It's a bit Shakespearean as well, Mis- I'm not
1: sure. Mr. Cod, who I knew the daughter of Mr. Cod, Ms. Cod. Yes. And um, I said to her, "But what's the where's the pun? <laughs> what's it about? Yeah. There, was, there is a chip shop called The Cod Father. Yes. Sure.
2: And you know what? They've made the effort, respect. Mm. Um Jane Robinson. Has also just got us su- just come up with another tribute band that uh, she's a fan of is Elvana, and they are an Elvis fronted Nirvana okay. tribute band, who Jane says is superb. What do you I, think of
1: that? I like it. Mm. I've got a, what about this for a Rod Stewart tribute band, the Rod Delusion. <laughs> That's nice. I mean,
2: it's nice. It's quite a Radio <laughs> 4 graphic.
1: <systemographic>. Well, <laughs> well, we've uh, got a very
0: so smart audience. <laughs> Sung in the style of Richard Dawkins. Hmm. I don't know what that would be like. I think if, if you think I'm sexy, then prove it.
2: I, <laughs> you can't, I don't want like you that. mixing up a sexiness <laughs> yeah. with The Rod Delusion. The Rod Delusion is quite pure. And what I like about The Rod Delusion is it requires a second and third thought.
1: Well, um... Dawkins says in his book that he read the entire book out loud to his wife, Lala Ward, former Doctor Who um, companion, Uh, Romana too, if if you're interested, and um, former wife of Tom Baker. But anyway, he read the whole book to her. I thought, the poor... (laughs) Poor soul.
0: (laughs) And... um, and now she doesn't believe in a kind <laughs> God either.
1: No, so I, I I assume that the Rod delusion would have to do their entire set to Lalla Ward before they went on yes. to her uh, for their, her approval.
2: I first came across that book because I saw Trevor Nunn. Are you familiar with Trevor Nunn? Oh, of course. Familiar with Trevor Nunn? I am. Do we need to explain who he is? Well,
1: he's a major theatre director. <clears throat>
2: uh, I once saw him in a prete manger Mm. Sitting there eating a sandwich, sure. and uh, he was reading the God delusion, but despite that. And I Googled it, and I thought, OK, despite that, I still think he'd be a nice friend for you, Frank.
1: Yeah. <laughs> would would you, would that? Well, he's called non, so there's...
0: <laughs>
1: you know... Um, Good start. Y- yeah, what you get on one side of the uh, seesaw, it's <laughs> weighed out by the one on the other. Um,
2: I think so, so far, I've got to be honest, I'm starting to think the Rod Delusion... Is in the chair at the
1: moment. Well, I don't want to get involved in gossip, but um, when <laughs> Tom do. when Tom Baker was married to Lala Ward, um, a, a guy I know said it was a friend of Tom said he met Tom. It, Tom was leaning against a bar mm. in some place. Tom was really one of the like hung out with Francis Bacon and all all that lot. Oh yeah, the, was it the Colony Club? And anyway. Um, he said, "How's your marriage going?" He said, "Oh, you know, no, not that well. You know, maybe it was a mistake and all that." Like, so where is she tonight? He says, "She's sitting over there listening to an audio book." <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great, <laughs> not a great <laughs> sight. This woman loves
0: hearing books read out. Loud. She
1: does. <laughs> it might have even been uh, swatted up in advance <laughs> <Yeah>. on the <laughs> GD. <laughs> Frank Frank's on Absolute Radio. Four eight two oh can i just tell you one thing sure i was watching the cricket yesterday which is from um bangladesh and one of the lovely romantic things about cricket grounds now is the ends the various stands in the thing are named after all cricketers associated with that ground oh, lovely. Mm. so you know you might bowl from um the malcolm marshall end in in the west indies and stuff like that um, and I thought I really liked that immortalising of the greats. So in this game, they were bowling from the Mister White detergent powder end. I love that. I love it when the, the sponsors just they lose all moral They <laughs> just don't want to be everywhere and everything to be called us.
2: Talking of which, how is your mascot, Boilerman? Is he no longer with you? No, he's still, he's oh, still operational. You still call him? But they do you know this? But no. they
1: called um, <laughs> Ideal Heating there instead of Ideal Boilers. Do you not know, know not? this, Pierre? No. Um,
2: Frank's football team, they have a mascot. West Brom? Fr- yeah. The football mascot is... Frank, do you want to explain briefly?
1: Well, because our sponsorship was initially Ideal <laughs> Boilers and then it went to Ideal Heating, um, we had a... Um, a uh, mascot who was a, a gas boiler, a boiler. He dressed up as a boiler, a big foam boiler, a big white—you little... know, that's like white, um, oh, like boxed a in... sort of cupboard boiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He dressed up as a boiler. He wasn't—he
1: in. He didn't step out of a cupboard. He wasn't—he uh, didn't want a neat Black Rods act. No, no, that would be silly. <laughs> yeah, but um,
2: and little white leggings underneath.
1: I what? always, I always liked it. I this might be don't... the
0: most sort of black country, even the mascot of a sort of industrial <laughs> workman. <laughs> Element, yeah, but <laughs> too whimsical. long.
1: Too long of these characters been um, <laughs> exiled to the the white goods room, to the yeah. utility room of life. <laughs> <laughs> so we got him out there in, in the open, but we'll always have Baggy Bird who is our number one. How dare
2: you? <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm, thank you for honestly, calling me your number one. I honestly um, wasn't talking to. You. <laughs> can I tell you what we have done? That? Temporarily. We have, um, in some quarters, removed the throstle, the throsh, from our badge. Why? To show it's an RSPB campaign or whatever. No, actually, it's more than that. It's a nature thing. And it's to show what the world would be like without wildlife. Uh Uh So wolves have took the wolf off their badge. Aston Villa have taken the lion and we've removed... And Arsenal,
2: we've taken the... the Yeah, that would be a world without guns. (laughs) Wow, yeah. that's the one we're looking at. Frank, uh, 482, can I just qu- quickly... Yes, please. Um, hello, team. How about Rod Stewart? This is ideas for yeah. Tribute X. How about Rod Stewart and the wrong faces? i do the emphasis, the wrong faces. It should really be the old faces, should it? I'm not sure. But no, it's the small faces. Oh, oh is it? I thought it was well, new it, faces. No, <laughs> so, no new that's faces a TV
1: was a show. high TV talent show.
2: So... What would you say about the wrong faces? It should be big faces. It
1: should and be. The big faces. Rod Stewart and the big faces with a, um, a backing group right. that included um, Jeremy Clarkson and <laughs> Prince Andrew. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> Who's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know which was the biggest mistake to mention. We can discuss that in the break. Prince Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk.
2: Okay, uh, just another cover band idea for you. Okay, what about eight nine four, dear Frank? Well, who's that supposed to be? <laughs> How about this for a cover a cover act? Facsimile. It could be S Wait. Club
1: 7. Sorry, carry
2: on. Facsimile Allen.
1: Facsimile Allen. Facsimile Allen. Okay. Oh, Lily Al- Yes. Yeah. OK. Yes. All right, All right. Yeah. more delusion. No, I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, Sorry, I interrupted so, you. So, anyway... Um, while we were off, um, you know, I told you about that. We, me and my partner were on a walking holiday. While we were away, our child stayed with um, Kat's sister, mm. um, and um, and played with his his cousin. They they now his cousin is a bit younger than uh, than my child, so he gives Buzz a chance to be not too grown up for a bit. Because yeah. when you're about ten, you spend some of the time. Um, reading um, the Long Walk to Freedom, and some of the time reading Spot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You know. Um, so they go around and they 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 play act. So in, in the past they've been Doctor Who and Companion oh, and stuff okay. like that. So that that my uh, my nephew is is he's, he's six, Boss is ten.
2: Normally the young one has to get the Companion role. Yeah, well,
1: in that one he oh. does, but but. Um, um, my, my nephew Elliot has currently got a bit of an obsession going on and so in this week he got to choose because their play acting they played Samuel Pepys and Charles II <laughs> <the> Second. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how, how are you finding Hampstead? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well,
0: uh, well, Samuel Pepys and Charles II. Yes, oh, right we, up, we I all mean, grew up with our Samuel Pepys masks that we wear. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and, <laughs> <laughs> big fake diary made of paper mache. And. It's World well, Book Day. I
1: mean, <laughs> no contest. Who was Charles? You know Samuel Pepys. Yes, that's why I never stand next oh. to him at the urinal. Oh. Do you know <laughs> so
2: what? I think your peeps material is very underrated. Well, thank you.
1: <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, a Buzz had to be Charles II because Elliot is obsessed with um, Samuel Peeps. Do you know who uh. hasn't been there? Initially, um, strangest childhood obsessions 8, 12, 15 yes for many for quite a while the um, girl next door to me actually thought my name was Davy Crockett the the American frontiersman because that's what I told her and constantly dressed as him, carried yeah. a rifle, toy rifle. Anyway, not a trifle, a toy rifle. <laughs> um, I didn't carry a trifle. What, what's to be the point? Was none of that in the frontier? No, <laughs> no. It's one of so, the hardest things about the frontier. So yeah, Elliot's obsessed with uh, the Great Fire of London, oh. and that's, oh, yes. uh, that's how he got onto um, onto Peeps. Mm. So um, they the, they took the pair of them. Yeah. I, I re-
2: can say I relate to that obsession. Yeah, I used I to love write. This a lot of poems and long form sort of pieces I would write about the Great Fire of London and what I'd do Frank to make it look authentic I'd burn the edges with my parents cigarette lighter
1: Uh, lovely I'm slightly (laughs) off put by the Great Fire of London Why? because Mm. the monument in London which is uh, to mark the uh, Great Fire of London Until relatively recently, had a big plaque on the front saying this fire was started by the Catholics. (laughs) (laughs) So they they took that down eventually. I think you can now see in the Museum of London. But um, we don't forget. (laughs) That's what worries me about Catholic voices (laughs) and our (laughs) dog. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So um. So they um, they took Buzz and Elliot. I'm hoping his parents is all right with me naming him. Anyway, too late right now. Um, by the way, we... we no, I we're, think it's been... I think it's out there, as it were. Well, me and Kath were walking along um, the Thames path on our walking holiday, and there was a Fonron coming in the opposite direction. And a woman said, Oh, hello, Poppy. Oh. And I thought, uh-um. Oh, Turns out she'd been at the Devia. No, she hadn't. No, <laughs> she, We don't know how she knew. I, I, I must have mentioned that my dog is called Poppy at some point yeah. on the show. Oh. I don't even remember mentioning that. But anyway, it was a bit freaky at first. No, wow. quite, like, I've
2: had people say, oh, hi, there's Raymond. Yeah, but we talk
1: about Ray a lot. <laughs> See, That's it's, fair it's right.
0: sort of implying that Poppy had her own... Her own life. Yeah, it's one of her friends. I
2: don't like it when they get their
0: own life. You, you don't know them. <laughs> no,
1: exactly. Oh, that's just somebody. Yeah, it's. So anyway, they took they took them to the um, to the the uh, British Library. Oh yeah. To see um, to see Peep's diary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Samuel Peep's diary, which is a nice idea, I thought. So they got there, and the guy said something like oh you can't the usual British library thing yeah. you've got it but you can't look at it it's being polished yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that like, well I've just done a documentary about um, Alexander Pope and Jonathan Swift and they got some great Alexander Pope stuff and they wouldn't let us film any of it why good question ah they said we only really do that with things that are you know we are exhibiting and stuff at the moment
2: Oh, yeah. I
1: thought it was the library. Yeah, I thought it was encouraging people, you know, <laughs> put, doing a, a documentary about an 18th-century writers. That's what the, Brit, what the British Library should encourage. Anyway, I don't know about that. Too late. <laughs> um, I own the British Library. What? We all do, don't we? If we pay oh, tax. I see. Yeah. Oh, we're going down that. So route. anyway, so we went in. <laughs> We went in and um, she said, we've come to see Samuel Pepys diary. And he said, whatever it was, or he wasn't old enough to go in or something like that. And um, she said, oh, because he's a bit bit of a fan of Samuel Pepys. Six-year-old boy, remember? Yeah. And the guy said, when was he born? <gasps> really? And Elliot didn't know. So you he, he went from Pride to Crestfall. Oh. What's gone wrong with the British <laughs> Library? Yeah, I'm the... twelve fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the bottom of this. I thought I... it's a great institution. What's gone wrong? Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't maybe like the, the real... aggressive question, hostile questioning six of a child,
1: six-year-old six at in inco- encourage. Do you think the real staff are in a back room with uh, hands tied <laughs> behind their back yeah. and sticking plaster over the mouth going mm, mm, Let the boy mm, let the boy mm, see the diary!
2: Totally. <laughs> Watching it on seas and then a tear falling down their yeah. cheek as they see Elliot's crest fallen <laughs> <whole and> face.
1: <laughs> Frank in the Pope room Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> We're not encouraging people to read poetry and that's
0: it. Every
1: time someone's
0: eyes look at this book, it fades away a little more.
2: <laughs> Every time a child says they like something, find a fact to ask <laughs> which they probably won't know the answer Six to. six-year-old
1: <laughs> all proud that he knows Samuel Pepys was. You <sighs> bullies. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio by the way on the on the suitcase front david Badil did accept my suitcase delivered yeah. to his house so when we got back from the walk i my, i went up to see him it's about like i don't know 10 o'clock at night my feet were sore i'd walked like 50 miles and uh we got they had a lovely time the whole family was there smashing and then i said right i'm going now it's about 11. I saying, I, did you offer give you a cup of tea or something? Oh, a cup of tea. I had um, homemade fritters. Mm. Anyway, I realised that because of my strong moral code, I couldn't wheel the suitcase home. <laughs> I had to carry it, even though my feet were killing me. And so thus <laughs> I did. I shoved in the handle and carried it. I oh. love the way you've rebranded this as a virtue, my strong moral code. Well, I really <laughs> despise the whole luggage <laughs> on wheels concept. Your, your Amish attitude to luggage developments. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah, at least I had to put it on the back of the cart. Yes. but um, So, yeah, I carried it home, much to Dave's amusement that I couldn't use the wheels.
2: Oh, you carried the suit. It was a bit of a footprints-in-the-sand moment. It was,
1: yes, it was.
2: Frank, may I just briefly draw your attention Mm -hmm. to something that we were sent midweek, midweek specials. This is from James, and James says, Hi, Frank and team. Long-time podcast listener as an Englishman living in Salt Lake City, Utah.
1: Wow. Okay. Now, they're you know, we were talking about the combination of um, tribute acts. Mm. I remember a joke on... Uh, they had a, an apocalypse special news on um, the two Ronnies. Well, of course they did. In which they did news <laughs> about the end of the world. And he said so many people have been uh, destroyed... That the Jews and the Mormons have decided to get together to form a joint church, the headquarters will be in Salt Beef City. <laughs> 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 They'll get jokes like that anymore. Anyway, carry on.
2: Um, anyway, James from Salt Lake City, Utah, continues. I'm not sure if this is a thing, but I might have found a solid case of inverse nominative. I can. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Thank
1: heavens. Determinism. Yes. We should say nominati- nominative <laughs> determinism is when your name seems to have led you into a, a career, like yeah. uh, Gary Player, the um, golf example. player. Absolutely, yes. Although th- you do think maybe Tiger Woods should have been better off with that surname. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, this is an example James feels of... James, sorry, of Salt Lake City, Utah feels Mm. is is an inverse example of this. Okay. I was sitting in my local doctor's waiting room... When up on the screen (laughs) appeared an advert for a doctor good enough. Whilst this is already a fairly unusual surname, the plot thickened when I saw his medical specialty... As reconstructive surgery. Ah. The thought of good enough relating to reconstructive surgery made me think of you all as I thought you'd appreciate the irony. I will let you take it from there.
1: Yeah, so I assume he means that people don't think they're good enough and that's why yes. they don't go the, to doctors. The idea
2: of a, a reconstructive surgeon being called good enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's well, a low I d- bar. I don't want any
0: doctor to be called uh, good enough.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: it would be a funny, a whimsical attitude to have towards your own reconstructive surgery. <laughs>
2: doctor, that'll it? do. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fine.
1: It's fine. It's basically how I used to look. <laughs> no, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice twist, funny. I mean, um, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to move on then and... Uh, Oh, I ever, the appeared. producer pinched me on that, just that, you know that fatty bit on the uh, armpit? Yes. Just pinches that. Mm. It's what Leeds used to do at Corners. All oh, right,
2: baggy bird. Frank Skinner. Frank
1: Skinner. Absolute Radio. Um,
2: 940. We're getting on to, a little off topic, but it's, you know, slightly on to nominative determinism here. We've got 940... Or inverse, perhaps. Hmm. There's a car salesman, I won't name the actual one, at a Mercedes dealership, he names the area, but I don't know if I should, given that the salesman the person is called Peter
1: Conn. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> Which is <it>? unfortunate, <laughs> yeah. to say the least. It started like there's a green-eyed yellow idol to the north of <laughs> Kathmandu, but it never didn't quite go as
2: <laughs> And then well. 083 is suggested for the Rod Stewart tribute band, Fraud, fraud Stewart... No, I'm not bad.
1: Works best in an American fraud yeah. steward. Better if it, was, if it was somebody called Fred. Right said fraud. It'd be an Irish right gentleman. Right said fraud yeah. is good. Right
2: said fraud. <laughs> um, either you'd be great at this. You could That could be your job.
1: By the way, I'm thinking of... Um, you know that thing about asking uh, Elliot the, uh, when Pepys was born? Mm. Mm. I was looking... At, we were looking at a, uh, a bargain bookstore near us me and my uh, son he was about eight then Mm. and he picked up a a Robert Plant biography and uh, yeah (laughs) and this guy older guy said uh, "Oh, do you like Led Zeppelin in a sort of a, uh, and boss said yeah he said okay what's your favourite Led Zeppelin song and boss said the immigrant song (gasps) the bloke went Oh, that's good. It's good, <laughs> oh, Yeah, mate. Chew
0: on that, mate. These people are strange. They sort of go, I'll show this child who's boss.
2: <laughs> you know what? You know what I want to do today is t-
1: tell a child that I know more than them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sort of... A, it's a bookish um, version of the child catcher, the child catcher-outer. Yes. Yeah, yes. why I, I just thinking about the
0: sort of mental... The attitude of the person at the, at the British Library always to, uh, to suggest these kids these days always bothering me about Samuel Pepys's <laughs> diary. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a moment's work done because all the cool teens want to have a look at these historical documents. Well, <laughs> talking of
1: which... <laughs> can yeah. I say, in essence, I love the British Library and I've had many, many happy times there. But it's gone off terribly. (laughs) Well, that's because the real
2: staff have been locked, as you say, in some basement. Kate Dalton...
1: I could have held handwritten scripts by Alexander Pope. I know, darling. I could have seen the book that he kept. He, he had, um, I think it was in six volumes, leather bound. Mm. It was every bad review and everything he'd heard said bad <laughs> about him, which he kept. He got his own publisher. He couldn't <laughs> bind these for me, could you? This is pre-Twitter. Yeah, yeah, and he kept them all. And uh, every now and again, he'd write a poem in which he destroyed all those people. One of his enemies. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> it's really brilliant. <laughs> Frank, we've had an email, and I'm doing a documentary. And it starts on 14th of March oh. on Sky Arts. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fabulous! Carry on.
2: We've had an email in, um, and the subject line. We might mm. have to, might have to be, uh, use this as a teaser. Is called. It's from Kate Dalton. Subject line: Bully tactics at the museum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll come back to that. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute
2: Radio. Okay, I left us on something of a cliffhanger. Mhm. Bully. Oh, why doesn't he start a business, Cliff? With hangers, that would be a great mm-hmm. idea. Bully tactics at the museum. I could see Frank's little eyes lighting up at the <laughs> yeah. thought of this one.
1: I'd, I'd have a Cliff Richard uh, coat hanger. Would you have a cliffhanger? <laughs> yeah, that's what it would be called, wouldn't yeah, it? Of yeah, of course. Because
2: yeah. my company, don't you start getting in
1: on it. No, okay. no, I'm not. T- I mean, <laughs> I said I would have one, as it, I would buy one. <laughs> not I'm having that. You're not an ideas, Steve. Um, Do you think in Sue Barker's autobiography, which yes. I own... Um, Do you? Yeah, it's a gift. And, um, he went a bit coy, yeah, yeah. oddly coy. Um, uh, do you think, she says, and then I met this man, and then leaves the, the, a cliffhanger <laughs> for the next chapter about going out with Cliff? <laughs> no. Oh, no problem. Because she's but. not you. No, OK.
2: Um, Frank, do you want to hear the contents you of the book?
1: You, you bet your sweet Bippy. <laughs>
2: Bully Tactics at the Museum. This is from Kate Dalton. Hi, Frank, Emily and Pierre. At a visit to the Tower of London this week, oh, mm. quite re- quite 70s that, I like it, we joined the free tour with a yeoman
1: war- war- warder. Is oh. that what we would call a beef eater? Yes, oh, but they're not the warden. same. Oh, she warden. It's that- a warder. Oh, she's all- oh, okay. thinking mm. of the
2: traffic warden. Yeah. Mm. Okay, yeoman warder. The yeoman was... Have I said that correctly, Pierre? Thank you. The yeoman was midway through his speech about the Tower with all its terrible historical facts. Mm. Suddenly, he shouted at a teenage lad in the crowd watching, Don't keep on talking when I am talking. Do you hear me? Then pointed and shouted again, Do you understand or you can leave? The lad had to answer him to say he understood while the rest of us squirmed and felt awkward to say the very least. I was instantly reminded of when you said last week, never get angry on stage. (laughs) (laughs) Kate finishes by saying perhaps working in these museums as a front-facing person is more stressful than it
1: looks. Maybe. Maybe it is. I was at the Tower of London once with a friend, and we we went... What had you done? else Well, I'll be honest with you, he's also a Catholic, and we went to see the not always open cell of St. Thomas More. Mm.
2: That's a nice date.
1: Yeah. Nice <laughs> so, um, yeah. date uh, I want anymore. to call them the, the beef eater, because um, he had a red outfit on like a beef eater, like those teddy bears wearing gift shops.
2: You went <laughs> to the cell. Can I did you arrange to meet at the cell? Did no, you text no, we went him together. and say, meet you at the cell <laughs> yeah. at
1: 2pm? So anyway, we went... <laughs> And, uh, and, he, and the man told us um, about, you know, the, the, the St. Thomas More's period there. And you know, about initially he was allowed to have writing materials and paper. But then in the end, they took all that away from him. Oh. Uh, and I said, so how long did he have to survive in here with no books or writing paper or anything? And he said, oh, I don't know. He just switched the light <laughs> off. Really? And then we all went out. That's not, it. That's not good enough. Oh, I thought it's a perfectly reasonable question.
2: It's, you in a re- it's like you said, where is this relationship going? So partner, they turned the light off and gone,
1: oh. They're you you about the, the writing materials of St Thomas More. Who would think that would start an argument? <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Um, it's been an in- interesting. Well, he's at the uh, museum. <laughs> <laughs> What's that film called? Something at the museum. Well, night at, night the museum. at the museum. Night at the museum. Mm. Yeah. Fright at the museum, more <laughs> like. <laughs> and also on this Wednesday, um, episode five of Frank Skinner's Poetry Podcast drops. Oh. And this week I'll be talking about the Amer- the current American poet laureate Ada Limon. It's a beautiful poem where she's driving down the road and she says, it starts to rain completely suddenly with no... No, no dark cloud, just suddenly it started raining. And she saw a mother take her raincoat off and put it on a child. And that becomes a whole thing for how her mother has protected her, her whole life. Anyway, that's, uh, that drops on Wednesday. Um, you can download it from wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening this morning. And uh, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, We'll be back again this time next week. I'm off to the BFI to watch all six episodes of The Sea Devils. (laughs) Good day to you. (laughs)